Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is 1049 Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? Hello, and welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Ted Linhart, Garrett Eisler here. Today, we're going to talk about season five, episode three, The Frog, which aired September 12th, 1974. Not available on Paramount Plus, so it's either on DVD or I think you saw it on Decades, right, Garrett? Yes, yes, yes. recently. Yeah. Right, which means it won't come around again for another cycle of they're going through, though, I think about two a day. Um, so we want to tell us who the writer's writer is. This is a uh, longtime odd couple team of uh, Dick Bensfield and Perry Grant. Uh, we have this is their seventh and last odd couple episode, having started writing for the show in season one with the Big Brothers. Uh, and I believe we've talked about them many times, but in quick summary, they did Big Brothers, Grave for Felix, Murray the Fink, Felix the Calypso Singer, Good Bad Boy, Myrna's Debut, and today's special, The Frog. That is a that is a wide range of good and bad episodes. <laughs> Very, perhaps inconsistent. Uh, list. And they're going out on a low note. <laughs> uh, spoiler. Okay, so... Uh, we open the episode on Oscar typing at his desk in the apartment. Uh, on his desk, there's some sort of container with a cover on it. I think it's for office supplies. That's a pretty big like urn type thing. And he takes off the lid, he pulls out a beer can and underneath it, he pulls out a half of a sub sandwich. What do you think that was for that actual uh, copper urn? Oh. I didn't get a good look at it, frankly. I just, to see, I, I kind of felt like the joke was that it looked like he was reaching for something that he's using for his typing, like what? something on his desk, like a no something you put your pens in. Or something. So you think it's for your pens, but it has a lid on it. So I guess it oh. could be big enough to keep because if it's big enough to hold a beer can and a sandwich, I guess it's big enough to hold pens and then put the lid on top of it. But do you really want to? Mm-hmm. I don't understand having something on your desk that you want to right. get stuff of and having a lid on it. That's what, was well, um, well, the lid, I guess, you know, is it comes in handy because it keeps the sandwich fresh. You know? Yes. Um, I just don't so think it's really for sandwiches. It's actually more of a food thing. Uh, I don't think so. Not, the whole joke is that you're not expecting. <laughs> right. It's not food. supposed to be for food. So what is it really for is my question. It sounds like you don't have an answer. And it's weird that they had to, in order to do this bit, they had someone thought wouldn't it be funny if oscar had a beer and a sandwich in a thing yeah on his desk it is funny the thing they picked yeah yeah maybe you're right maybe it's just a prop something they found quickly in a prop but it's a funny sight gag you're not expecting it uh so now felix walks in with his son leonard now leonard is in this episode and in the the next and last i think the last only other episode with leonard in it is played by a uh child actor slash short time super st- music superstar leaf garrett his Sorry, first what? were you, th- were you talking is that a joke <laughs> i don't get it i was you know the funny thing is having i guess he is but wait what what is who are you talking to me you think i was calling you a music <laughs> superstar 
Well, I mean, you may, you said my name. I, I had to- Oh, Leif Garrett. I'm sorry. I didn't even get that. That's as bad as what I didn't get the All in the Family reference during the Rob Reiner episode. Right, I'm going to have to, yeah, I have to- No, it's my to, fault. Uh, it's not your yeah. fault. It's my fault. Okay. <laughs> yes. My first name is Garrett. And yeah, I got it. I, I get it now. Growing okay. up in, in the seventies. Yeah. Uh, being some, not, no one mistaking me for him, but kind of like, if I said, introduce myself, they'd say, oh, just like Leif Garrett. And I'd say, no, it's my first name. Uh, but he's he must be like how old do you know how old he was? Well, let's see, he was uh probably 12 or 13, I think in oh. 1969 when he so you want to look up his age while I go through I just his... did, yeah. He's actually he was born in 1961. So, so he's he was 13. 13, yeah. So uh his first big role was in Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. I said my name there, so to, but people <laughs> never ask me when I say Ted. Are like you Bob Carroll? Are you with Alice or with Carol? Uh, in 1969, and then he did episodes of TV shows such as Family Fair, Cannon, The FBI, Gunsmoke. He was also in the Walking Tall movies. I think he was Joe Don Baker's son, Buford Pufferson's son, before he did this. After this, he signed a five-year record deal with Atlantic Records in 1976, and there he did covers of 50s and 60s songs. Then he signed with the Scotty Brothers Records. And there's an interesting connection. The Scotty Bro- Brothers Records eventually got into the television business, the Scotty Brothers, Tony Scotty. And they were the production company behind Baywatch. So Baywatch and Leaf Garrett have a direct <laughs> I see. connection from the same minds, uh-huh. which makes sense. Kind of poppy, soapy, You're dopey like fun. Leaf Garrett is just a creation of he, the entertainment machine. Leaf Garrett is the Baywatch of the of the music of, industry. Of 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 teen idols, 70s teen idols. Or or music just in general. You don't see the similarity there, kind of just like poppy fun. Yes. Yes. Don't be fun. Yes. Uh but, so but I hear but yet his life in real his real life was not so uh, not not after not after right. singing let's, let's do a so, little behind the music here yeah. well first let's talk so his biggest hit was i was made for dancing let's listen to a little of that Do you do you remember that song? I I kind of do. No, I just really? oh, I, I mean it does, it sounds like it's like generic disco. I think I, I watched a lot of Solid Gold when I was oh, okay. eight, nine, ten, eleven, and I'm pretty sure it was on there. I don't think if someone had played it for me, I would have come up with Luke Garrett, but um it sounds is like a, like a ripoff of the Bee Gees. Yes, that's what it does sound like. It's, it's a catchy tune. I, I understand why it was a hit. 
But yes, after his career was pretty short-lived, um, in 1979, he had a very serious car accident that he was not injured in, but his passenger was paralyzed. And that led to a lot of legal issues over a few years. Um, he did some movies, most of which were pretty low budget. He was in The Outsiders. He then did a lot of reality television. He was arrested multiple times. He's had drug problems and he's did, then he tried music again. He, he's still with us, um, but <clears throat> he's kind of the, he's almost the epitome of the 70s teen idol who still with us he said hmm, maybe mr leaf garrett looking for a little career boost uh, in the nostalgia retro uh, market you can try to get him on <laughs> <laughs> uh, so oscar's very excited to see leonard uh leonard's carrying a box leonard says hi uncle oscar uh which of course is more sense for leonard to call oscar uncle oscar than myrna to call oscar as we were saying a, few, a couple weeks ago yes yes although Myrna never called it Oscar, Uncle Oscar. It was Felix referring to Oscar to Murder right. as Uncle Oscar. That's Oscar right. asks her what's Oscar asks Leonard what's in the box. Felix tells him to show him what's in the box, and Leonard says it's a frog. But Felix also says it's a frog at the same time. Leonard opens the box top and asks her, Oscar asks what's the frog's name. Leonard says Max at the same time that Felix says Max, and that prompts Leonard to give him a dirty look. Felix says he he named him. Felix says he named him because um, which uh, sorry that prompts another dirty look from Leonard. Oscar asks why Max, and Felix says because he's one in a million. Max a million, get it? And he laughs, but Leonard and Oscar do not. Oscar says, "What kind of frog is it?" And then uh, Leonard and Felix both say he's a jumper. Oscar says, "Can he answer just one question?" Then Leonard takes out a fairly large real frog, which gets away from him for a moment, which clearly was not planned. And Oscar ad or Jack Klugman ad libs clearly. Oscar says, "Whoa, he's a frisky one. What are you going to do with him?" And then Felix and Leonard both say at the same time, "Entering him in a contest tomorrow," and that leads to uh, our first show clip. I'm entering the finals tomorrow. Final frog jumping, jumping contest tomorrow. Is he good? He's good, yeah. He, tell him, he, tell him. Yes. He, better, he beat every frog on the east side. By two jumps. By two jumps. He beat Leaping Lazari in the semifinals this afternoon. Yeah, go wash yeah. your hands. Yeah. I don't want to. Put the frog in the box and wash your hands and change your clothes. Come on, go, go. Go ahead, Leonard. I'll yeah. see you later. We're going out to dinner. It's terrific. A father, son, and frog dinner. <laughs> We're leaving Max here. Max is going to eat in. Will you watch him while we're out? Well, for a little while, I got a date with Sylvia later. We won't be long. Yes, what's the matter? Nothing. Come on, you can't fool me. Usually when you're with Leonard, you're up, you're happy. Now you seem depressed. What's that matter? I was blithely invited not to come to the frog jumping contest tomorrow. You mean one of the officials asked you to stay away? Guess again. Your son? Yeah. Why? Well, he says I butt in. He says I try to run everything. I don't know. He says oh, I interfere. so you'll miss a frog jumping contest. Well, that's big not it. He said he's excluding me from his entire life. I only see him weekends. He doesn't even like me. Oh, that's silly. No, no, it's not. Come on. He thinks more of that frog than he does of me. So do I, and I just met him. <laughs> Anything to say about that? I don't really have anything to point yeah. out. I mean, who is okay. Sylvia? Yeah, that, all right. So I, I guess we're, I mean, yeah, it didn't bother me so much. I guess it's, it's, yeah, I guess it's some woman we assume Oscar's reference to Felix before. I, 
I don't think. What I think was the name of his last girlfriend from Phyllis? Phyllis? Phyllis. So it's not Phyllis, right? Okay. No, no. I assume it's some another like one of the girls Oscar goes out with from time to time, right. not some serious girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we should. Talk, I mean, Leaf Garrett. It's, he's it's early on, so he does a decent job. The 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 way he and Felix like the 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 odd interaction between them the like stepping on each other you know talking at the same time or felix yeah. stepping over leonard i can't tell if it feels really well done or poorly well done <laughs> okay that's interesting what do you um, think i i found it uh, i guess well done in that it is it's very annoying it felix is, is yeah horrible and i think it's effective because of that yeah, it makes me it. Oh, I it may I, two things. I did have two things to say about this. I forgot. Yes, so that's one thing. It is irritating, and it's it's actually uncomfortable to listen to. Yeah. Yes. Right. Then in the Cringy. middle of the in the middle of the clip, when Felix says Leonard is excluding him from his entire life, there's audience laughter. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Which it's not uh, clearly. This is supposed to be kind of a poignant scene. It is, yes. it, it's, it, it's short and it's not that many people, but I think some audience members somehow sort of mistook a wrong cue. That that yes. Was supposed to be funny. Yeah. 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 All right. So after the credits, we see Oscar putting on a tie in front of the mirror in the living room. We also see that the living room window is open, which is an important plot point later. Felix and Leonard walk in. Oscar says hi to both in a very cheerful way. Felix tells Leonard it's time to go to bed because he's tired. Leonard says, I'm not tired, Dad. Felix says, you're not tired. You can't even walk. Tomorrow's a big day. Say goodnight to Uncle Oscar. They say goodnight to each other. Leonard hugs Felix very warmly and says goodnight. Felix kisses him on the head and tells him to sleep well. Felix says, don't go into Uncle Oscar's room. You'll have nightmares all over. You'll have nightmares all night. Oscar turns around and looks at Felix with an expression of kind of like annoyed surprise at that statement. Felix is laughing and says, I'm a fun dad. You know that? Oscar says, you're in a better mood, aren't you? Felix says, things are looking up. We had a very nice time. We really did. Very nice. We had a wonderful dinner. You would have been proud of me. I restrained myself. I didn't interfere. I let him do anything he wanted to. Really, really. I let him go to the men's room all by himself. Oscar says, no kidding. I don't believe it. Felix says, I mean it. I mean it. I let him order anything he wanted. I didn't say one word. He had Boston cream pie for appetizers. Oscar says he's a cute kid and you were terrific. Now Felix notices that the lid is off the frog's box. And Oscar says that he gave him some pizza before and he forgot to put it back on. Felix says you gave a frog pizza. Oscar says he loved it. Anyway, his name's Lazari, isn't it? And Felix says that's the other frog, the one he beat, the runner up. His name is Max, one in a million. Now Felix looks in the box and sees that it's empty. And that leads to this next clip. Where is he? I don't know. You think! I can't trust you with anything! He's just a frog! Just a frog! Just a frog! That's like saying, Sabu is just an actor. (laughs) Will you see how upset I am? I'm sorry, Felix. Talk is cheap, mister. Leonard's got to blame this on me. Why, why would he do that? Because everybody blames everything on me. <laughs> My father blamed me for the depression. Don't laugh. <laughs> it's serious. But you're acting silly. I'm not silly. Now, where's the frog? I don't know. He's around here somewhere. You just... I'll show you. Come on. Where? Max. 
Come on, Max. Come on, Max. Where are you calling a dog? You don't call a frog like that. How do you call a frog? Ribbit. 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 Ribbit, ribbit. Ribbit, ribbit. You have to say everything I say? We're looking for the same frog. Come in. Hi, Oscar. Hi, Felix. Hi, Murray. I found it. Now what? That's a half a dollar. Find his keepers. <laughs> Looking for a frog. Frog? Oscar lost my son's frog. Well, maybe he's not really lost. He's maybe just changed it to a handsome prince. <laughs> How long has a frog been missing? It's a little while. I left him with Oscar. Last seen with Oscar Madison, huh? Can you describe this frog? Oh, he's a beautiful frog, Murray, really. <clears throat> he's emerald green. He's got the most amazing blue eyes. He's about two inches tall. Should be easy to spot in the lineup. What are you doing, Murray? I'm a policeman, Oscar, and I believe in going by the book. Now, just let me take charge here, okay? Go ahead. All right. Where was the frog last? He was over there on the TV set. On the TV set, huh? Okay, in the box? Yes, yes in the box. Now... How far can this frog jump? About uh, six feet. Six feet. One, two, three, four. He <laughs> went out like a champ. Now don't fall apart. You know what went out that window? My entire relationship with my son. Oh, come on, will you? You're exaggerating. Every weekend is a total disaster. I don't know. Last weekend, I took him to the circus. The zebra misbehaved on his foot. <laughs> you think he's going to remember this weekend for the Boston cream pie? No. This is the weekend his father murdered his frog. I'm telling you, everything's going to be all right. Sitting there, being depressed is not going to help anything. You know what we'll do? We'll go out, we'll get him another frog. They all look alike. He won't know the difference. Counterfeiter, you can't fool that kid. He's an unger. <laughs> we'll tell him the truth. We'll tell him we lost a frog. We'll give him another one. Where well, we got to get another frog? We'll find a pet store or something. Come on, let's hurry. Let's try. Come on. What about your date? Oh, I'll call her later. Come on. Murray, will you stay with Leonard? Just for a little while. I got to go on a special assignment later. Oh, now, wait a minute. No, maybe he didn't jump out the window. So you go around, you call around a little bit. His name is, what was it? Uh, Laz no, no. Lazari. His Lazari. name is Max. Maximilian. One in a million Max. You take any frog that answers. Why can't Oscar remember the Mac name Max? <laughs> it is a, you know, it's like they're struggling to make this a running gag, but it just <laughs> why? Did I mean, you? Know like, it all depends on Felix in passing mentioning who the other frogs were, and Oscar insisting on remembering those names and not the very simple name Max. I think they also kind of like this idea of the frog being Italian. <laughs> I guess so. Somehow Oscar is like wedded to this idea that this frog is Italian. 
Did you get the Sabu reference? Do you know what that means? Yes. Well, to an extent, I know I recognize the name and I've seen some of those movies he was in, but I don't understand it as a joke. Okay. Well, I think it's a bit of a racist joke, but let's discuss the Sabu reference. Uh, by the way, I don't know if you noticed it because you're watching it on like a, a pair of dice or something. It's small I'm, watching, I'm watching it on a 1970s portable TV. Um, that scene, that, 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 that shot of him saying that looks like it was inserted. Like it looks like it was filmed later. Mean, right. Yes. It added, adds to the weirdness of the, of the line. Yeah. So Sabu, uh, who he has, a, he has a longer name, but he was a young boy in India who was the son of an elephant driver, uh, and he worked in elephant stables. And in 1937, a film crew was looking for an unknown uh, you know, person, who, an unknown child who lived in India to star in their film, The Elephant Boy, which was written by Rudyard Kipling, or the basis was. And they found this boy named Sabu, and they gave him the leading role. And he was put under contract to legendary filmmaker Alexander Korda. He was brought to the UK. He was taught how to speak English a little better, a little clearer, and the movie was a hit. And then he made another film called The Drum, uh, and that was a hit. And then he had two really big films after that that made him internationally famous, The Thief of Baghdad and Jungle Book. And he moved to the United States to work for Universal Pictures, but now those films started to become kind of smaller, lesser grade movies, and they weren't the triumphs of his first four films. He then went into World War II. He was a medal-winning tail gunner. By the time it ended, he was an adult, so his kind of boyish appeal was gone. Then his career meandered. He did a bunch of different things. He got some notices for some things, and other stuff was just kind of junky. And then he died of a heart attack at age 39 in 1963. I think the point of the joke is Max is just not like any other frog. Like Sabu is not like any other 13-year-old Indian boy. That's what I think the joke is. Uh-huh. But, well, but the, 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 what Felix actually says is it's like saying Sabu is just another actor. Oh, I, he, well, is that the line? Yeah, that is the line, which made me think, I still think it's kind of related well, to like. about that is like, I would understand now, I, no, no shade on Sabu, although I, you know, I have not seen his performances uh, lately. He's regarded as just fine. But it's the kind of line, it seems like you say some stereotypical name like Laurence Olivier is just another act. Like the point yeah. is he's trying to say Max is a great frog jumper. So therefore the analogy would be an actor who is known as like above, uh, head and shoulders above his or her peers. I see your point. I still think the point here is they picked out a frog, created a star frog out of just every other frog out there like Sabu was picked out from every other Indian boy in India in 1937 and yeah. made him an actor. So I understand why the word actor is throwing it off. I think that's what he means. Maybe a listener can, I, I, can write that it. That is as good. Uh, since it's so weird, I'll accept any explanation. Okay. Uh, anything you want to say about that scene before we move on? Um. um... I'll take that as a no. So we have a new scene. Oscar and Felix now enter a pet store. And we see a fair number of real pets there on stage. Felix honks a lot and says they must have a flamingo in here. I'm very allergic to flamingos, which I know is funny, but it's just so weird. 
I'm not even sure why it's supposed to be fun. I mean, I guess it's like he's picking, they're picking like a ran, really random animal. Yes. That probably no one is allergic to. Oscar asks Felix if he has any allergy pills with him. And Felix says, no, I've got my inhaler. So now he takes out a white handkerchief and he covers his whole face with it because he's sneezing and he honks again. And he has his hand in his pocket looking for the inhaler. And it looks like he's pointing a gun from inside the pocket. It's clearly exaggerated. You would not have to make your hand look like a gun in your pocket to find your inhaler. But it does work. And then out walks kind of the saving grace of this episode, which is Richard Stahl as the store owner. The great Richard Stahl. He introduces himself as Buck. Buck thinks Felix is trying to rob him, and he puts his hands up. (laughs) And he says... Kill all the animals, but don't hurt me. Stick up, he's allergic to the flamingo. Just my nose, but... <laughs> Hi, I'm Buck. What can I do for you? We're looking for something in a frog. Should be young, athletic, a good jumper. What goes high as a buck on a quarter? No, no, no. Money is no object. Well, then, if uh, money's no object, uh, how about buying a store? <laughs> no, we just... We just want a frog. Well, I've only got one frog, it's true. Only got one frog in the whole store? Mm-hmm. I don't generally carry frogs. If you want a frog, you go out in the lake. I only carry pedigrees. You know? All right, we'll take a pedigree. Show us what you got, will you? I've got a YSF, Yugoslavian swamp frog. Real clean, one previous owner. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the YSF, the Yugoslavian swamp frog. He, he, uh, is he a good jumper? got out of Yugoslavia, didn't it? <laughs> so we now go to a close-up of the YSF in still in the pet store. It's in a clear container. Felix says, nice looking frog. Why doesn't he move? He looks bored. Nobody likes a blase frog. He looks mm-hmm. depressed. Something been bothering him lately? And that leads to some more lines from Richard Stahl. The usual inflation, Watergate, middies. <laughs> Look, uh, I'm getting ready to close, you know. Is there some sort of warranty you offer? Not by the television set. Can I bring him back if he isn't right? I guess. How do I bring him back? Just let him out the door. He'll hop in a cab. <laughs> I don't need sarcasm. I don't need the froggy back either. So uh, those, you know, those lines are funny, but Richard Saul brings them to a different level. So we've a I new... love yeah. seeing him in this episode because um, it it was it's you know here we are in season five, and he's been with us since the beginning, right? Season one, his first episode was as the the jewelry store owner, the the guy the, who's kind of in with the mobster, where Felix has to get his. When they're trying to get Felix's watch back, the one he's giving Gloria, does this ring a bell with you? I remember season that. One. Yes, okay. I, 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 I could. I didn't remember he was in that, but you tell me. I just can't. Season one, I don't remember as well. Yeah, you've you've uh, locked it out. I know. Um, it's uh, he's. I'm just checking again. Yeah, nine. Right, he did nine episode. Oh, and his first was I do, I don't, uh, which was one we didn't really discuss about the. Uh, the other the friends of theirs who are getting married and then he did in grave trouble right but um 
seeing him again in you just made me think about all the different roles he's been in and while he's kind of typecast as some low-level authority figure like local minister or doc psychiatrist right in memorable appearance uh the monk the the head brother of the, mo the monastery um it's just a i love how he keeps reappearing this is one of the nice things about a show like this that doesn't worry about consistency that they can bring him back in a variety of roles and that's one if you want to call it an inconsistency or whatever that I I don't mind because it's like they have this little rep repertory company. I don't call actors. this. That's not an inconsistency. Yeah. No, bringing. Okay. I mean, you know, it's not. But it's weird. It's like I remember, like on you know, on Seinfeld, there was a whole. Uh, they had to deal with this occasionally. Of having, oh, I I think in the if you look at the history, something there was like one one case, and fans know what I'm talking about, probably, where they didn't want to use someone again because they were in a different a role in another episode. They did it a couple of times, but they tried to avoid it. And here it's just, I like seeing Richard Stahl again, just like I like seeing uh, Phil Leeds or uh, Johnny Silver. Uh, you know, it's like they kind of are a similar character. So it's like this little repertory company of actors. And in this role, it's like, he's like, this is kind of his most desperate, most like almost uh unlikable <laughs> all he's trying he's just miserable the whole running gag with my love is that as we find out later he's having some personal problems and so the first thing he tells you know, when they say money's no object is like well how about please just buy the store i don't like i don't want to do this anymore so i like his um his sarcasm as an extra edge here we have a new scene in the living room the frog is on the living room table it's not moving Felix asks Oscar, Leonard, hear anything? Oscar says, no, he's sleeping like a log. How are you doing with Dubrovnik here? Felix says, nothing, nothing. Oscar says, maybe he's sick. Feel his forehead. Felix puts his hand in the frog. The frog does try to move at this point and says, he's not sick. He's just not very intelligent. He stares at the frog and says, jump, jump. Oscar says, you're the one that's not very intelligent. Jump, jump. He's a Yugoslavian frog. He doesn't understand English. Felix says, how do you say jump in Yugoslavian? Oscar says, Jumka. Now, Felix, now, as funny as that is, yeah. we do have to point out that there is no such language as Yugoslavia. Thank you for pointing that out. I Yugoslavia, did. as we later tragically you know, were reminded when the country split apart, is actually a, a put together country after World War I of Serbia and Croatia and something else I'm blanking on. Um, so there are different populations. I don't know what the official, it must have been an official language of Yugoslavia during the, the Soviet era, but uh, I don't believe there is a language called Yugoslavia. Well, I guess we don't expect Oscar to know this, especially pre-internet. <laughs> yes. Uh, Felix starts to say jumka while jumping like a frog. Right, so I have to, they have to invent a word in Yugoslavia. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I completely forgot something. I'm going to go back. I'm sorry, because the jumping reminded me. In the scene, the long scene where they're looking for the frog, um, we forgot to mention that when Murray comes in, he um, he's they're looking they're looking on the floor, crawling around looking for the frog, and Murray just comes in and starts getting on the floor looking for the frog, even though he doesn't know what he's looking for. Which is another running gag in the show where for, Murray starts doing something they're doing and doesn't understand why he's doing it, but he doesn't just care. Copies them, yeah. I didn't, I know I'm going back a bit, but I, I realized I forgot to mention that. Uh, all right. So we're just getting in, we're getting in all the frog jokes that we can. You and I or them? 
<laughs> well, we have to keep up with all we haven't been keeping track of all their various yeah. bits and a uh, shtick they're doing around. Isn't it funny that uh, we're running around with a frog? Yeah, I didn't mean to hop around so much. I'm sorry. Ah. Okay, so now we're going to listen to uh, the what I'll what we'll call the jump scene. We gotta gotta psych him out. How do we do that? Well, you see, he knows that we're watching him. They all love attention. We'll ignore him. Oh, you mean that casual? Yeah. Hi, <laughs> Dubrovnik. Right, How you doing? You doing anything? Nope. But I am. I'm making a fool out of myself trying to act natural out of front of a frog. It's the laziest frog I ever saw. He probably sends out for flies. <laughs> We gotta get another frog. What? We've gotta get another frog. How are we gonna do that? We have to oh, go the pet stores are closed. We have to go to the lake in Central Park. It's our only frog. Felix, you think I'm gonna break a date with a girl who has been waiting for two hours to go to Central Park to catch a frog? A swell guy would. Yeah, well, I'm not a swell guy. What other choice have we got? I'll tell you. Tell Leonard the truth. Tell the little boy his frog is dead. Yes. Break his heart. He'll understand he's a bigger kid than you think. That's the trouble with parents today. They're not straightforward with their children. Dr. Spock, go, go. You tell him. I give you permission. Yeah. All right. I will tell him. You'll see I'll understand. It's better than going to a lake in Central Park. You'll see. Leonard? Leonard? on amphibian athletes. I'm going to start with Mark Spitzer and work my way up to Max. Really? Thanks, Uncle Oscar. Okay, listen, your Aunt Miriam will look in on you once in a while. Your father and I have to go out. Where are you going? I'm going to go jump in the lake. <laughs> I'm a fun uncle. Good night, winner. Bye. So in that scene, Leonard appears to be sleeping in a third bedroom of some sort it's certainly not a room we've seen before it's not felix's room so oscar's room and it's a very tight close-up of leonard so there's no big set Uh, so i do think they redecorated some other set just and and like narrowed it down so they don't have to redo it yes in a small bed but does this so right or it's some room they have like that they just made leonard's bedroom but so does this prove there are three bedrooms is that canon now or uh, <laughs> what well um you know i've lost track now of how many times what what the previous evidence statements were but um there have been references to other rooms that sometimes we've questioned when someone anytime someone ends up sleeping on the couch we're always saying wait a minute aren't there other rooms who slept so, on the couch i can't remember now what is there ev- slept on the couch when gloria stayed oh right 
That's right. And there's at least one other one. Maybe it's with the 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 Bobby Riggs, the drifter who they. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah, yeah. Marilyn Mason, the uh, the car- the actor who had eighteen. Mason. No, her name was Marilyn Mason. <laughs> was the actress. Uh, you're right. So there is contradiction in in how many bedrooms there are. Um, also, I found the Aunt Miriam reference very interesting. Yeah, she still exists in the, yes. in the Odd Couple universe. And um, Leonard knows who he is. She is. She is, right. And uh, she, her job now is to basically be kind of some kind of anti-figure. Uh, wait, about the scene, though, I just, first of all, about the, what is this room? There's two different questions. One is, what would it really look like in the apartment if it existed? And I don't think we've seen it before. I don't think we've ever seen the inside of any other room. I think but, that's correct. Yeah. Um, but on the set, if the question is like, how did they, why are we don't we see anything? It probably is a corner of the set. Yes, I think it's they a corner of Felix's room. On the wall and yeah. it's probably got no wall. Like it's like, if you if you zoomed out, you would be very yes. funny. Yes, yeah, that's um, right. Now, aside from that, though, I actually think it's a very nice scene. Um, I think it's a, you know, it's a great example of Oscar finding, you know, uh, wanting to be strict and practical and, and no, no, and no nonsense, but then, you know, ha- having a heart. And uh, the nice touch there is, uh, I love, yeah, when she see, when he talks about being called Leonard the loser, and he goes, that's what he, and so that's what he knows is no use. He goes, oh boy. And then he calls him winner. He says, good night, winner. That's nice. Yeah. So the new okay. scene, Felix and Oscar. First, we see Felix and Oscar in what looks like really Central Park. Was this filmed in the end of season four? Um, no. Okay, because there is, is weird. But I, I know what you mean, right? I that before they go to the studio show, right? That out that uh, location shop is really Central Park. Establishing shot, yeah. Sure, it sure looks like those benches. Now I yes. don't know if there's a place in LA that has uh, those benches, I but. Yeah, the benches are too hard to. I think it's too yeah. hard to replicate. Um, I, I, I guess it could be, but what the, I would keep my eye out for is like, are there going to be other establishing location shots in the coming episodes where over the summer they might have filmed a bunch, knowing what they were going to deal with? But this is not one of the ones listed as the end of uh, season four. Yeah. So to be clear, we see Tony Randall and Jack Klugman, what looks to be like Central Park with flashlights like two seconds <laughs> it's a little longer than that it's about five, seconds. five seven seconds or they it's almost not worth it but it, it does do a, a good job of making it feel a little more realistic and they have flashlights and they're looking for a place to hunt for frogs uh now we fade into a studio set oscar's kneeling down in the lake looking for a frog felix is folding his pant cuffs and oscar says felix you've been folding your cuffs for 10 minutes now get into this lake with me Felix says, I don't want to ruin the crease. Oscar says, you get into this lake with me right now. I'm going home. Felix says, all right. I don't know why you can't shoo the frogs over to me nicely and I'll catch them. Felix gets in the lake. He starts to make ug noises and says, ooh, the bottom, mud on the bottom here. Oscar says, what did you expect? Carpeting? Felix says, but it's such ooze and slime. Feels like I'm walking on ripe bananas. Oscar says, when did you do that? Felix says, it was a fraternity stunt. I don't want to talk about it. Oscar says, it's your idea, and I think it's a stupid one. Felix says, it's a good idea. Now, empty the Yugoslavian frog in here, and he'll track the other frogs. Come on, come on. Here we go, here we go. Then we hear fake rivet sounds, and Oscar says, nobody's going to come to him. Now, just stick your hand in the water and see if you can find a frog. 
Felix says, do I have to touch them? Oscar says, not unless you can catch them with your teeth. What is it with you? Didn't you train Max? Felix says, yes, but I knew something about his background. He wasn't wallowing in the mud like this. Felix starts to say ribbit and then says, I'm going to have to disinfect my feet before I put my shoes and socks back on. Oscar says, oh, don't be ridiculous. Felix starts to look for Oscar's shoes and socks and asks him where they are. Oscar says, I'm wearing them. And we freeze on Felix pointing the flashlight at Oscar's feet. We go to commercial and we come back and we're still in this goddamn lake. <laughs> and I hate this scene. It's so long. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because when I watched it on Decades, that whole first part before the commercial break was cut. It was? Yeah, they just start, they, they go into the, I guess they took commercial. I don't know when they took the commercial, but oh. the lake scene started where you're about to start now. I thought decades was running uncut episodes. No, because I, I mean, maybe sometimes, but what the pattern I've noticed over the years is that like switches were made, like they, you know, in, put in some things and cut out others to make up for the time. And as we'll see, like there's a music cue coming up that they put in, but maybe oh. they took the time out of something else. The guy who runs decades is my first boss in the industry. And he's very, you know, he loves TV like we do, like I do, mm. like we do, mm. more like I do than you do. And um, <laughs> yeah, fair. I, I could see him not wanting it to be cut, but I understand that there's also. Well, uh, maybe you can ask money. him what's, what's going on with that. No, I'm not going to do that. Uh, so we're back in the lake. Felix is making ribbit noises. Oscar says he found something, which turns out to be a sombrero. Felix says, huh, wonder how it got here. Oscar tosses it aside and says, maybe this is where the SS Acapulco went down. So I was looking that up to see if that's some real reference. There was an SS Acapulco. It was, in fact, the first passenger ocean liner to fly the Mexican flag, but it didn't go down. It sailed in the early 60s, and it just went out of business. So I don't quite understand. So wait, it's a boat? Yeah, the SS Acapulco. You don't get Do you think it was a Nazi officer named Acapulco? <laughs> No, uh, I thought, <laughs> although that would be funny, um, I thought, uh, you're right, I, I should have known from the SS, but Oscar says where it went down. Yeah, like, like a, oh, I ocean liner. A plane. I thought it was a plane crash. Oh, well, like the Titanic uh, went down. Yes, uh, you're right. Of course, it goes down into the ocean. Yeah, I mean, it sank too. But... I mean, okay, so this is another joke that is like working really hard, but not really getting there because as you said, it did not sink. Yeah, unless uh, there's so is the is the joke like this is it maybe it went down and it went down here. Well, I'm not sure this it's very shallow lake. My assumption was they don't even know about the real the joke wasn't related to the real ship at all. They just found a sombrero under right. a lake and said therefore right. and a Mexican ship must have gone down. Right. They're attached to this funny hat prop. Yes. And which they don't let go of. You you might notice it it, 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 it Oscar does not let go of it later in the episode um so anyway yeah not a not 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 worth it so after oscar says that felix says, cut out the comedy will you it's late so feel feel felix continues to make ribbit noises oscar says i don't believe it i'm a grown man i'm standing in mud up to my knees surrounded by old yiddish newspapers half an orange peel and you're imitating a frog i wish i had felt this way 20 years ago i could have gotten out of the army Okay, whoa, whoa, stop. Yes, right. So that's <laughs> so a lot to unpack here, as they say. Um, 
first of all, 20 years ago was the army. So that puts Oscar kind of in Korea territory. Right. Right. Uh, not World War, definitely not World War II. Um, but I do love the, the old Yiddish newspapers detail, <laughs> which I'm not sure how they got to the bottom of why they're sitting in the bottom of Central Park. Uh, but uh, I assume he's referring to, to the old newspapers like the forward that were very big on the Lower East Side, not necessarily uptown, but um, it's, a, it's a nice little random reference to put in there. Yes. Um, so uh, now Felix says uh, just, well, first of all, also in the 50s, wasn't, isn't that where he was? Have we seen flashbacks of him maybe not in 54 working? I guess the Playboy was a little early '60s, but when wow. when Felix well, yeah. when Felix when he proposed to Gloria for Felix, right. Right. wasn't that supposed to be we like we have? Um, well, we yeah, it's funny. I feel like we talked. We've tried to reconstruct Felix's uh, chronology more than Oscar's, and Oscar's has its own challenges. Um, I mean, it would make sense if he didn't. What he's referring to is not actually going overseas to fight in Korea, but yes. it's just like a kind of like was there was kind of a conscription then where a lot of young men did military service for a brief amount of time yeah but he wasn't he wasn't a young man well i guess according to the show he was <laughs> 40. 40 yes right right <laughs> okay so felix says just um say to yourself nothing else could happen tonight and that leads to our another clip here comes a girl that is the ugliest girl i ever saw show that face in the afternoon hey guys it's me murray <laughs> murray our murray in the flesh this is your special assignment yeah we're trying to catch some of your more uh, shady types and you're the bait <laughs> this time of night the muggers don't get a great selection it's either me or kowalski and he's really let himself go what are you guys doing? We're looking for frogs. frogs. You won't find any frogs in there. The kids cleaned it all out last week for the big contest tomorrow. <laughs> we tried, Phoenix. We tried. Even the Waltons couldn't do more for their kids. Wipe your feet. Oh, look the way he wipes. Oh, Leonard, Leonard, Leonard. I have no words to ease thy pain. Don't kid around now, Oscar. Please do anything. Oscar, I beg you, I'm not in the mood for it now. I thought you... Look at this. Oh, you typed on him. Oh. <laughs> he didn't jump toward the window. He jumped here in the typewriter. Look at him. Poor little fellow. Oh, his leg is hurt. Oh, oh poor he's little boy. Yes, he's hungry. Get him something to eat. What's oh. a frog eat? 
Flies, of course. Then we're going to get a fly this time of night. In your room. Go. So after that, Oscar and Felix are now back at the pet store. I have nothing to say about the frog being I, in the I, 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 the, the bit with the typewriter typing with the rivet coming on the typewriter is, is fun. Um, although completely implausible. But it's not as bad as, remember the pigeon during the Exorcist episode? Yes. That is behind the radiator for like days. Yes. One notices. At least this is like still the same night, right? It's like this is, it's only been a matter of hours since. So Max the frog has presumably only been stuck in the typewriter for, for a few hours. So Oscar and Felix, they go back to the pet store and they start banging on the door. And Richard Stahl comes back out in his pajamas holding a big teddy bear shouting, what do you want? He's very annoyed. Now, he apparently lives in his pet store, <laughs> which they knew because why? <laughs> that, yeah, I think that's even that's weirder than him living in the pet store. So they go back to the pet store at night thinking a person would be there. I think most because it is very late. And he even said he was closing. Most New York City store owners do not live in their store. It's kind I'm of not even thing, so. I'm not even sure. A, not that this matters in 1974. I'm not even sure a pet store could be licensed or regulated, <laughs> zoned to also yeah. include a domicile. Uh, well, how about this? He's yeah. he he's not supposed to be living there, but because of something, we'll find out soon. He is kind of they don't it. they don't know that, but they don't know. Uh, and is there no vet in open in 1974 <laughs> in New York City? Why would they go? You would think Felix would bring this to a vet, not to us. Certainly a... Richard Stahl would not be the fan I would go no, to. No, right. Compassion. So we hear animal noises as he goes to the door. Felix says, it's an emergency. Please, it's a crisis. It's a personal thing. Will you help us, please? And Buck, that's his name, says, all right, five times. Then he opens the door. Felix says, it's a real emergency. We're sorry. Our frog is sick. Buck recognizes them now and says, oh, the frog freaks. That's an emergency? <laughs> he takes the frog and says, my wife, my wife ran off with a flea collar salesman. Did I come over and wake you up? Now, if she ran off with the flea collar salesman, he oh, would still have a right. home. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Felix says, my little son is going to be heartbroken if the frog doesn't jump in the big contest. And that leads to our last Richard Stahl scene. Big contest. Yeah, just take a look at it, will you? All right, I'll look at the frog. Yeah, this is not the Yugoslavian frog we bought. That's an American frog. An American frog? You bet I'll fix him. Ah, <laughs> uh, how do you say? Uh, is he all right? Well, here's your trouble. You know he's got a letter E on his leg? Yeah, we know that. He got caught in a typewriter. <laughs> Gee, if you'd hit the W, you could have killed him. <laughs> You know, he almost did hit the W. Worse yet, if you hit him with the backspace, he'd never hit baby. <laughs> Is he going to be all right? Yeah, yeah, he's going to live a long life, but his jumping days are over. Oh, no, come on, you're a pro. You can do something for him. Well, you can try a little massage, a little heat, maybe a tranquilizer, but... Uh, that will help him? Well, no, it'll help you. <laughs> no! They didn't give up on Black Beauty. They didn't give up on Bambi. They didn't give up on Flicker. What do you know? Don't yell at me in front of the animals. Get out of here before I call a police dog. People like you don't belong in pets. At least I never typed on one. Thanks for nothing, Mr. Flamingo Seller. Well, Morris, there certainly are some cuckoos in this town. <laughs> 
Um, so the end of the scene when Buck gives the frog uh, back to Felix, we can clearly say, see that this is a fake frog. I mean, most well, of the rest I of the yeah. Yeah, right. Because it's not, I mean, it's one of the, we do, there is a, they're using a real frog in other. Most of the episodes scenes. are real frog, but in this scene, yeah. it's clearly fake. When Felix mm -hmm. is holding the frog after Buck gives right. it to him, you can see it's like the frog's mouth isn't moving. It's open. It's clearly fake. Okay. You have a really good television. You must be watching one of those HD things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or actually, you know what? I don't watch it. I watch it on a computer. Oh. Is that possible now? Well, yeah, you should try that. Uh, when Bucks, I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Or you go ahead. When Buck says, "You bet I'll fix him," regarding being an American frog, he salutes, which, which is, is hilarious. It's very funny. Yeah, it's one of his best lines, I think, in the whole his whole all of his outcomes. And when Felix leaves and says, calls him a flamingo seller, it's also it's dubbed <laughs> in. It's a dubbed in line. I see. Weird. They can't let go of that flamingo joke. You wanted to say something? Uh, he's at the end. Is he's talking to the teddy bear? Right, Richard Stahl. When he but says what? When he says what? He says uh, whatever he says after they leave, like some kind of. <laughs> we just heard it. I guess we don't have a script somewhere. His last line in that clip. You want me to play? I it? believe is said. Yes. Okay, I hold believe on. Is said to his teddy bear, not okay. to one. But while I'm bringing it up, is that it should be said to one of the animals. Oh, okay. Hold on. Real animals. All right, I'm going to play the last. Is it the last 15 seconds? You think? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Mr. Flamingo's seller. Well, Morris, there's oh, yeah, Morris. Cuckoos in this town. Yeah, it's Morris. Yeah. yeah. When he says Morris, it reminds me a little bit of Stewie on Family Guy with Rupert, because Stewie has a teddy bear he talks to. Oh. And he, and he calls him Rupert. You don't watch Family Guy. I I've heard of it. Okay. Well, we should do that as our next podcast. There's only 450 episodes. Oh, God. Uh, or something like that. Okay, so uh, now we have a new scene. Uh, Oscar is cutting up aspirin into tiny pieces for the frog. And he says, okay, here's some more aspirin. And now we have a real frog. We see Felix is, is treating him and he's petting him. He says, you're going to make it. Felix, Oscar says, how's he look? Felix says, he's coming along. Felix feeds him a piece of aspirin. Oscar says, he looks the same as he did before. Felix says, come on, you're an unger. We're going to get you going. Now he now takes the frog, he holds it vertically and he puts the frog legs in a blender that is moving and operating, but he holds the frog up. You know, he doesn't put him fully in the blender. He just allows the water to yeah. whirl around his legs. Oscar pulls Felix's hands out and the frog and says, are you crazy? What's the matter with you? What are you trying to do make here? A make, what are you trying to make here? A frog malted. And Felix says, no, I'm giving him a whirl bath. Whirlpool bath. Now this looks like a really dangerous stunt because <laughs> it's a real frog. Yeah, it's a real frog. I think unless there's no blades in the blender, maybe. But I don't know if a blender operates without blades. It's doing something. It's so a what blender if, is doing something. And a frog is. What if Tony Randall dropped the frog? <laughs> yeah. Splattered frog or at the set. Um, okay. Are you sure that was the real frog and not just a very loose uh, uh, prop, like with legs that could shake or something? I think it's a real. I frog. don't know. Either. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, or it is, but yeah, he's the fact that he also you mentioned that he it's what he's doing doesn't make sense because he shouldn't be dangling him 
uh, head first. <laughs> it's not. It's thing. legs. First. It's legs first. Right. Oh, I mean, but he's holding him by the legs. He's holding no, the frog. No, no. He's holding. No, oh, no, no. Okay. No. He's holding the frog by the upper half and he's putting his legs in the. Oh, okay. Well, that's what back. he's supposed to do. Yes, but it's still, if he drops him, I think that's bad for what I think is a real frog. Yeah. Good point. Oscar said, I realize that pet, you know, rules. Oh, back right. Were they, a little, they don't have something at the end saying no animals. Are right. Armed. They don't. I think they're a little loosey goosey back in the 70s, but I don't. I'm, I, if that happened today, it would have been pretty horrifying for the audience. If that and if it and if that was going in a day, I think there would be some issues, or they'd have to definitely use a, a fake frog. Which again, I don't think. All right, Oscar says, "Come on, will you, buddy?" Felix says, "I massaged him." Oscar says, "I know it's seven o'clock in the morning. You've been at it for hours. I'm telling you, who's never going to jump?" Felix says, "He's got to jump. Leonard's up already. He's getting ready. I gave him a heating pad." I think referring to the frog, not to Leonard. Now, Leonard comes out and says, hi. He says, it's the big day. Felix says, this is the big day, Leonard. Leonard says, hi, Max. Come on, jump, jump right here. Oscar says, I don't think he's going to jump. Felix says, of course he's going to jump. Leonard says, why not? Oscar says, tell him, will you? Felix says, I believe he's going to jump. Oscar says, tell him what Buck's, Buck said. Felix says, I believe in faith. So in this scene, there is a music cut which um, we will play for you because um, Leonard eventually does jump into, I'm uh, sorry, Max does jump into Leonard's hands. And as Felix saying, I believe he sings a little, which was cut out of the DVD, but um, we do have it thanks to one of our Facebook friends who uh, gave us all the audio for the music cuts uh, a few weeks ago. Of course he's going to tell him, will you, Felix? I believe he's going tell to what jump. Buck said. I believe Felix, in faith. I believe in the power Felix. of positive Please thinking. Tell him what it's I believe for every drop of rain that falls, a flower grows. I believe that somewhere in the darkest night. How about that? He did it. You did it. I don't believe it. Um. Do, did you want to say something about that? So, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, just to make clear, right. So uh, in the DVD version, you just see Felix saying, I believe this, I believe that. And then it jumps. And I know I thought something was weird about that cut. And then when I saw it on Decades, he does, because I, I seem to remember he sings uh, in this scene as well as at the end. Like the joke at the end, I think, builds on this. And you remember that from like 1983? Yeah. I, I Or whenever I, yeah. I read there, there are certain cut. I can see what's being cut. I know what was cut. Yeah. I completely <laughs> miss this one. You're the one who I didn't realize. I didn't look at our list of music cuts we got from our friend Lee. And I just, I forgot. And you said, I think there's a music cut there. I didn't realize it. And then, yeah, there is. Yeah. I completely didn't, I didn't know what he sang, but I just knew there's something. And then, then the ending reminded me that there was this um, quick, quick note about the song, which I looked up. I believe is the name of the song. It's a very popular fifties song. Uh, it was debuted by Frankie Lane, made famous by him. Uh, but then it was um, it was covered by like everyone, and start had a, even though it was introduced as just a general popular song, it became this like religious thing, a spirit. You know, it's like all the guy. I believe this. So it's very you know serious, earnest song about faith, I guess. And and uh, and it even made uh, the Elvis Christmas album in the fifties. And everyone else from Andy Williams to Pat Boone to Louis Armstrong, Perry Como, they all sang it. So it was pretty, pretty, 
big in the 50s and 60s. Felix says he's going to win Leonard. It's going to be a great thing to see. Leonard says it sure will. Sure will. Well, goodbye, Dad. He starts to walk away, but Oscar goes after him and says, Leonard, can I talk to you a minute? You're not going to take your father with you, huh? Leonard says, well, I thought about it, and I really would like to, I really would like him to go, but you know how it gets. Like a little league game. He tried to show the umpire how to clean off home base. Oscar says, yeah, I know what he's like, but you know, he really means well. Leonard says, I know. Oscar says, let me tell you what happened yesterday. Max jumped into the typewriter and I sprained his leg. Now, when Leonard hears this, he honks, which I did not remember. So let's listen to <laughs> Leaf Garrett honking like young, uh, like a like an unger. <laughs> That's a pretty good honk. Yeah, pretty good imitation. Uh, Oscar says, you can honk because an expert said that he would never jump again. Leonard said, but he just did. Oscar says, yeah, you know why? Because your father spent hours. He massaged him, gave him warm baths. He did everything for him. Leonard asks why. Oscar says, because he didn't want to disappoint you. So Leonard walks over to Felix in the kitchen, who was cleaning up with a look of disappointment on his face. Leonard says, dad, dad, come on. We're going to be late for the contest. (laughs) Felix says, oh, I got a million things to clean up here. You don't want me to go along. Okay, I'll go. We're going to win, too. You'll see. You push the elevator button. I'll be with you, okay? Leonard leaves, and Felix says to Oscar, boy, blood is thicker than water. He wanted me to go the whole time. Felix goes to leave, and Oscar says, well, before you do, please remember it's Leonard's day. Let him have fun his way, okay? It doesn't matter how he starts Max. It doesn't matter if Max wins. It doesn't matter if the kids cheat. Please let him have fun, all right? Felix says, thanks, Oscar. Oscar says, listen, if there's any action, put $20 for me. I know Max is good, okay? Oscar gives Felix the money and the audience roars. And now we're at a tag. We're back in the park, the studio set clearly. Max is in his little container with Felix and Oscar and Leonard there. And Felix says, I'm just, I'm just too emotional, Oscar. Would you care to say a few words? He hands him Max and Oscar says, Max, for winning the fraud contest and jumping above and beyond the call of duty, even though you had a typewriter sprained leg, we're going to set you free. Want you to go, want you to have a good time, find a lot of friends, live happy. He takes Max out of the container. He puts him on the ground and says, go, Max, live. Felix says, back to nature, Max, go. And then Felix starts to sing Born Free, which was not cut out. I guess they chose to spend the money on this or it's in the public domain, which I don't think is true. Born free, as free as the wind blows, as free as the grass grows, born free. Want to be friends? Yeah. Don't sing. <laughs> I guess the whole tag revolves around that song, so you kind of have to yeah. have Which the right. Which was not, yeah, must, it's definitely not public domain because it's from the 1966 film. Oh, um, yeah. Right. It was very current. So yeah, yeah. Did, so Paramount is definitely coughing it up for them still. Um, is little irony about uh, uh, Leif Garrett. Yeah. His future music sensation telling his father. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the episode. I, I I would like to like this episode because the elements of it are solid. Richard Stahl, of course. I love the idea of, of Felix trying to help Leonard and get too involved in his hobbies. But the frog line is so insipid. And I hate when pets are used on TV shows as a crutch. A crutch. That doesn't mean a pet can't be in a show and be impactful and funny. But the frog is so stupid 
and so much work. And I just, I, I, I know this shouldn't bother me, but just thinking about the, the studio set and every crew member have to be worried about a frog for an entire week. <laughs> and does the frog move? And where are we going to get the frog? And I'm sure they think it's safety about a frog and they have to have all these other animals on the set. And where are we getting the animals from? Like all this stuff of production goes in my mind. It's like, it's so unnecessary. And why? I just hate, I just hate the the concept here. The whole frog thing I find so boring and stupid and silly and it just okay so just for the record you are uh you are not pro frog i'm pro frog as a creature i'm not pro frog as a sitcom device um i just find it a crutch it felt like they just i couldn't think of something better which and there's so many other things felix could get involved in with leonard we he's done it before it doesn't have to be sports it just maybe that'll be maybe we'll devote a whole podcast episode to everything that felix could have done with Leonard in this episode. Um, and then the scene, the the scene in in the Central Park, which they cut out for decades, which probably was a good thing, it just goes on forever. And it's just, I just and then Murray and drag, really? Almo oh, right. narrow and yeah, drag we is something we have to like. That's this other feels like another crutch. It's like, let's just find some gimmicks. You know they used that joke before. Do you remember in season one? Yes, that's Not right. With Al Molinaro in the with pirate the, episode. Yes, Speaking yes. Pets. Yeah. <laughs> so the odd couple and pets don't go together. Uh, Not for me. For you. Yeah. Uh, the parrot episode, uh, I hate. In the parrot episode, they run into a cop they don't know. Yes. Walking it was a drag. Which was, yeah. it's such a seven. I mean, I, I, I guess it happened. I guess that was a thing. Sure. But I only know it from all the comedy uh, takes on that, right? Like every comedy show and movie loved to have cops in drag attracting not just muggers but quote-unquote perverts they were supposed to be and i'm not saying it's not a funny gag in general and if it was in a different reason that that murray shows up in drag i would enjoy it i just i just can't take the frog i just there's (laughs) yeah i just i find the concept really irritating so i can't like it so i give it two out of five murray's the only reason it gets a two is because of richard stall and there are some good lines but uh it just feels like such a missed opportunity uh i think definitely in the teaser that you write for this um for today's show uh you should definitely mention like how tony randall almost killed the frog i i will i'll i'll mention the frog stunts you, you don't mean the um, teaser, you mean in the show description, show notes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, much of what you say is valid. Um, it is not a great episode. I'm a little more fond of it than you are. I'd say I'd give it three Murrays. Um, and uh, let's see. Richard Stahl is great. Um, there is, you know, the, 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 the through line of the story of Felix and his son, as you say, like that is potentially what the heart of the episode would be and could make for a great episode. And maybe the frog isn't the best example, but I still think that this is a, a nice episode about parenting and about yeah. like the, the extremes to which a parent will go for their kids. Uh, pro- it's almost like doing like the other cliche would be like your kid's science project, you know? um like the and the fact that they're staying up all night to do this thing for leonard while he's sleeping and is oblivious to it 
and and I, you're right that the, the the lake scene goes on too long but I, that to me says like that's like the centerpiece of the episode is how do we get felix and oscar isn't that fun wouldn't it be funny if we got felix and oscar like knee deep in uh, muck at a central park lake in the middle of the night but it just doesn't come off as hilarious as they thought it would be um and uh yeah uh i think that's all i have to say yeah i i i agree it shows the lengths at which felix will go to for leonard and by the way the fact that leaf garrett is in the episode doesn't do anything for me he's fine he doesn't have that much to do actually so that may be notable for some people um to me it doesn't matter if it's him he will appear in one more episode i I think it's the finale in this series finale um so yeah i don't have a quote as 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 you know when there's an episode i don't like i don't participate in the end of the show quotes because i can't muster it up so i'll leave you to have the final word if you have a show quote otherwise we'll say good night oh no before we do that we'll ask we'll remind people to please send us any questions or feedback or information at 1049pod at gmail.com. And of course, if you were able to leave us a five-star review on iTunes, that would be well appreciated. Garrett, anything to say at the end? I believe you will come around to liking this episode. I thought you were going to say ribbit. Goodbye. That could be yours. No. Jumpka. Jumpka.